Welcome to Nub TV, a show where we mix the best new independent sounds with the paranormal. And this week's theme is Holy Blood. Was Jesus married? Who knows? I'll be catching up with author and esoteric researcher Rob Howells to chat about his musical tastes and also what's happening with uh, Ren Le Chateau and finding the body of Jesus and Mary. Well, I don't know. Anyway, what's, what's up first? Okay, so. What's up first is the Pocket Gods and their brilliant searching for the Divine track. Brilliant on record and if you've ever get a chance to hear it live as well, like phenomenal. Never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, that was the Pocket Gods. I don't know who those guys are. No. No idea. I'd love to meet them. Nice track though. <laughs> <laughs> Just cranking up the PRS royalties. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for the show. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there is a divine in all of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I quite the Buddhist tradition that maybe God is within us. Hmm. I like the um, Buddhist idea of um, reincarnation. I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, possibly. And each, each generation or each lifetime, you get closer to that sort of divine point, maybe. Maybe okay. that's the point of life. So where are you at the moment? <laughs> Southampton? <laughs> well, I think, I, think uh, I was kind of a slug or an amoeba in my last <laughs> life, so I've, I've just... Got a bit closer yeah. to the divine okay. in this one, maybe. Keep, keep reaching for higher, higher planes of existence. Yeah. Sure. Okay, next we've got uh, one of my favourite uh, singer-songwriters, Irish chap called Ronan Furlong, a very, very talented musician, amazing guitarist, his virtuoso uh, acoustic style. And he's very kind of met metaphysical songwriting genius. And this is a brilliant track called Redeemer.
That was Ronan Furlong uh, with Redeemer. What a lovely tune. What a yeah, proper chilled out now. That, yeah. was, that was nice, wasn't it? Magical vibe, mm. taking me to mystical planes. Did you know, actually, mm. that the, fo the forest that he wrote the song in was the forest that they used on the video as well? So okay. it's all kind of gone full circle. Sure. Um, nice. And it's, uh, he's got a new album coming out called The Hive Minds Holiday. <laughs> so it's quite a, difficult to say, isn't that's it? That's a cool title. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, out in, uh, out in the autumn, I believe. Nice. So first single off of that. Okay. Well, we're going to have a short break now on Nub TV, and then I'll be catching up with author and esoteric researcher Rob Howells. Sounds interesting. See you soon. Nub TV. Author and esoteric researcher Rob Howells. Rob is actually one of my favourite authors and he's looked into the uh, Renle Chateau mystery where this uh, famous French priest came along, a load of money uh, somehow, became poor. He was poor one day and then rich overnight, found some sort mm -hmm. of secret and uh, no one knows. Um, as you know, I'm an author in secret societies, esoteric subjects, alternative history. Um, I did a lot of writing around counterculture. Sure. My last book was on the Illuminati and all its forms throughout the ages. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes back to I started writing from having dreams. I had really vivid dreams and lots of ideas that I'd never seen anywhere. And I started to map my dreams and draw them together and discover they were maps and Wow. Uh, these kind of crazy locations. So I started writing fiction originally. Yes. But at the same time, I had a, I was building an interest in just alternative ideas. I had different views to what was around me and what I was seeing in society and in religion yeah. in particular. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of finding my own way with that. Very early on, I picked up on David Bowie. Um, <laughs> who was also one of these people that was quite out there. He was uh, quite iconoclastic. He was pulling in all these different cultural ideas. Um, and I got, I got to him kind of randomly. I heard Space Oddity when I was quite young. Yeah. And I went out and I bought that as a single. I must have been about 12, 13. Yeah. And it had two other songs on the back that were completely different changes from Velvet Goldmine. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, Ziggy Stardust was released by Bauhaus, the cover version. And I heard the original and I went and bought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realised that they were all by the same person. And this guy <laughs> had created all these songs. It sounded completely unique and completely different to each yeah. other. And I'd never heard anything like that. Most bands you hear, you can tell it's them immediately. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, know, you know you're hearing a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. Um, and that led me off down that. But it was also... Um, it was that outsider thing that you, you could identify with this person <clears throat> who was basically all the unique and interesting things about him was what he pushed to the front. Sure. So instead of trying to be like everyone else, yeah, yeah. he took ideas as far as he could from looks to mime to dance to music um, and pulled in all this literature and everything while he was doing it. He was a great source. And from him as a jumping off point, you yeah. go into things like the Velvet Underground and you go into all these other artists that are equally fascinating. Wow. Um, so that stayed with me all my life. Well, okay. So one of the questions we ask our guests is if, if you were abducted by aliens and taken to somewhere in the Pleiades 
on some sort of holographic planet and you had access to one album or playlist telepathically of course wow what, what would it be <laughs> um uh, as an album a whole album that's a luxury isn't it yeah. it might be something odd like coin by philip glass oh, which is yeah. an instrumental as a soundtrack yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's one of those pieces of music that trans that takes me somewhere it absolutely transports me somewhere else <laughs> listen i was going to ask you because i was uh just reading about Ren Le Chateau the other day, and I was thinking of you. Do you think there's still a, a mystery there to be to be solved? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a number of possibilities for what was what is really down there if it's still there. Um, there's the idea of the menorah from the, uh, the Temple of Jerusalem that yeah. the Romans brought it back to Rome and then the Visigoths to Ren. There's the underlying theme of Jesus and Mary Magdalene being married. Sure. And that perhaps there's a body there. Um, that, how, how are we? How are we ever going to know? How are we ever going to get? Uh, that's it. Unless it was uncovered, and even if you did uncover it, how would you identify it? So that was always well, the, the huge problem around any kind of relics. If they find any relics down there at any point, is how do you validate them? Um, there's a really odd thing in my book I published in 2012. And in there, there's a very brief interview with a former theologian, Catholic priest, um, oh, yeah. who studied in the Vatican. And he said that the third secret of Fatima was linked to Ren. And he said it was never published. And in the rumor in the Vatican is that it's uh, three parts. The first part is the date of the apocalypse, which was never released and never written down. <laughs> the Pope took it to his grave. Yeah. Second uh, part was that it was linked to Ren Le Chateau which there is a lot of apocalyptic talk around it and the vatican sent people down there to x-ray the ground and things like that in the 1990s but the third part was that the apocalypse would be preceded by a worldwide pandemic wow. and that's the one that haunts me because i, I published that in 2012 from a conversation yeah. in the late 1990s Pathetic, yeah. and the prior scion who the book mm. who had a lot to say in the book mm. uh, uh, Nicholas Hayward really helped out with it. Mm. Um, they believe that it's, there's something apocalyptic about the mystery as well. They, they see this kind of uh, apocalyptic slant to it. Governments all, you know, announced that there was an extraterrestrial presence on Earth. How would that affect the Catholic Church, religion in general? What would happen? <laughs> They'd probably find a way to absorb it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the god of the universe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm slightly sceptical. I am sceptical of modern yeah. ufology. It seems to be based around technologies that are mm. always just ahead of ours. Mm -hmm. It seems to be 1950 yeah. UFO yeah. pictures or 1970s. Yeah. In the 1990s, you had these triangular craft and in the stealth bomberers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of them can be seen to. Yeah, and you, you kind of, and with everyone having a camera phone at the moment, why are there less photos now than there were? In the 1970s so i'm kind of dubious but if you look into ancient history mm. it, yeah it starts to look like there was some kind of and it may have just been a, a race on earth that mm. were culturally really advanced mm. but there does seem to have been other technologies around um if you look at some of the stonework in south america they appear to have been bending rocks and melting rocks and yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we're missing a huge chunk of prehistory. Uh, I think we've lost a lot of knowledge yeah, along the way. So. Where it came originally, I couldn't tell you though. <laughs> um, 
I'd be surprised if there was any. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very hard to tell. Okay, that was a really interesting chat with Rob Howells there. And uh, what do you make about the possibility of Jesus and Mary being married? Yeah, I mean... Having children and... Yeah, it's interesting, that bloodline, is mm. it, of Jesus' yeah. children and how it's flowed down across the generations. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is there any, any candidates? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Trump? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Me? Yeah. I no, I don't know. I mean, it's all conjecture, isn't it? But the, the fact that there is this place called Rennes-le-Chateau mm. in France, this village where this parish priest uh, was poor and then became rich basically overnight. Some say he found some uh, secret documents which kind of alluded to Jesus being married uh. and then the Catholic Church paid him off. I'd be careful what I say here before yeah. everyone's again sued. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, who knows really? It's all very interesting. But it's, a, it's definitely a magical place, Rennes Le Chateau. I would love to go there. Mm. Oh, it's full of occult iconography and underground catacombs and all these weird things. Sounds brilliant. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And, uh, okay, what have we got next? Uh, uh, in terms of music, yeah. we've got <laughs> Kevy Lynch and Coming Up Empty. Some great kind of new wave, positive vibes coming across. And you know, and it's funny because the Holy Grail, everyone who searches for the Holy Grail throughout history always comes up empty. No one ever finds it. <laughs> That's all I say.
Okay, that was a that was a cool tune, and uh, we love Kevin Lynch. Uh, such a great, he's a great political activist as well. He's a poet, he's an artist, he does all sorts, and we we're very lucky to have him on our on our record label. So well done, Kevy. And uh, yeah, that was that's it for this week's show, I think. Oh, is it? I know. What should we do next week's show about? I don't, I don't know. know. What's th- What's on the agenda, do you think? I don't know. Something <laughs> mad. <laughs> we can do that. But be sure to tune in next time to Nub TV. Check us out at nubmusic.co.uk. Send us a message, send us a map, treasure map to the Holy Grail. That would be much appreciated. <laughs> we'll feature it on the show. Bye. It's Nub, it's Nub.